Hey everybody, and welcome back to One More Minute. I'm so excited that you all decided to join me again. So the subject of today's podcast is called Breaking Soul Ties. So picture it. It's 5.35 a.m. on a Sunday morning. I'm tossing and I'm turning. I can't sleep. I went to bed at like 9.30, woke up in the middle of the night, and God gives me this message about what this podcast is going to be. And strangely enough, this has been happening for the past couple weeks, and it's becoming a place where God has begun to meet me. Um, you know, so what, usually when that happens, I wake up in the middle of the night, I get up, I start praying, I'll jot down notes, my mind is just racing, and I'm just trying to like keep up with how fast my mind is moving. So growing up in Miami, I grew up the daughter of two pastors. So, you know, that was a very interesting experience. But one of the things that my parents have always warned me about was steering clear of soul ties. Monique, that you have premarital sex, you'll get a soul tie. Or my dad, Monique, you better be careful talking on the little boys. You don't want to get no soul tie. Yada, yada, yada. So I've heard about soul ties my entire life, especially from a religious standpoint. But I never really knew what it was until I got older and I witnessed and experienced it for myself. So I think this message has been in the works for years. I've seen it play out on shows like Girlfriends with Joan, Being Mary Jane with Mary Jane and David, and Sex in the City with Carrie, Mr. Big, duh. I've probably watched it my whole life. I've listened to my friends agonize over it. And I could probably conclude that every single person in humanity has a real deal with a soul tie, whether they know what that is or not. So before I decided to discuss the subject, I wanted to make sure that I not only gave my own perspective, but those, but that of those around me. I wanted to make sure the post was like objective and informative, and that when you finish listening to it, listening to it, that you would learn something new. And if you didn't know what it was, you learned more about it. So I'm a very curious person. I talk a lot. I'm real, real nosy. I ask a million questions. And I'm always intrigued by the way people think. So, in true Monique fashion, I asked some of my male and female friends a couple questions. I asked them, what do you think is a soul tie? Do you think you've ever had one? And what did you do to break it? I got back some pretty interesting answers, some very touching testimonials. And in some cases, people didn't even know what it was. So after doing a little digging together, a little soul searching, we all agree there's one person or persons that we share a soul tie with. Now, some of those connections are like fruitful. They're good. We, we enjoy those people. We still connect to those people. And then there were some that were so damaging that we agreed we probably need to start over and move on. So the next part of this podcast is what is a soul tie? Um, from my understanding, it's a link in the spiritual realm between two people. It can either be beneficial or detrimental. It goes beyond a special connection. It's intimate, it's intense, and it's real strong. It's a figurative entanglement of souls of two people. A soul tie can be all-consuming, taking over your world, taking over your mind, taking over your thoughts, taking over your spirit. It's something that's so heavily rooted that you become one with another person. That's real deep, ain't it? Ooh, child. So, have you ever found yourself tormented by the thought of someone? Ever excessively wondered about what your ex is doing? Have you been trapped in the memories of what was? Does the mere mention of so-and-so's name 
send you into an emotional frenzy? Are you bound by those sexual excursions and you can't seem to shake the taste? I know y'all been there before. Have you made reckless decisions based on him or her and didn't care who you hurt in the process, including yourself? Now that is what we call a bad soul tie. It's being in the wrong relationship, knowing it, and still not wanting to move on. So I did a little bit more research and I discovered that soul ties are formed through close relationships, vows, commitments, memories, and physical intimacy. So you want to know the quickest way to get your soul tied up and wrapped up and bound up? Try having sex. It'll get you attached and connected to someone quicker than you'll ever know. Your souls intertwine with or without your permission. Imagine it taking years or even a lifetime to break the chains from a few few moments of pleasure. We all know that sex is one of the most intimate activities you can ever share with another person. You're naked, literally, literally and figuratively. Like, this person is seeing all of you. They in you, they around you. Like, it's super invasive. You're literally allowing someone to enter into your body and share fluids with you. You are exchanging energies and frequencies. Sex is so powerful, you could be invested in a dead relationship just because the sex is good. You ain't got no other basis for the relationship. You don't want to take them to the movies. You don't want them to meet your mama. You don't want to be in a real relationship with them. You just want to lay up with them. And that is a prime ingredient for a disaster. When people are looking for casual sex and pleasurable moments, you don't ever consider the spiritual consequences that come with it. Like you try to figure out, why am I still thinking about this person? I'm not even interested in him. Why is this person on my mind? All we did was have sex. Now you know why. You literally can take on the spirits and habits of your partner for one, two, three, five, six, seventeen, eighteen hundred encounters. That's crazy, but it's real, real. The next tie is memories. Those good times that you had at your favorite ice cream parlor or that quick trip y'all took to the beach that one weekend will surely keep you bound. Think about what y'all used to do, having flashbacks how he used to sleep. Still remember how he smells, what's his favorite cologne. Your favorite date, the places you planned on going, reminiscing on memories is like putting stakes in the ground that would keep you stationary and stifled. There's nothing worse than holding on to what was when the other person might have moved on or they simply don't even care. You're so caught up in the good times that you overlook the bad ones and that is what's making it hard to progress. So I remember I went on this date with this real good looking young man smelled real good took me took the time to plan out this really like nice and elaborate date i was real impressed i was like oh little baby trying to trying to show out for me i'm real excited you know this like the first time i actually dated in a while i had to like thrust myself back into the dating scene everything was going great great conversation we looked good together you know he was a great catch and a perfect gentleman Physically, I was there, I was skinning, I was grinning, I was smiling, you know, I was just really engaged in our conversations. But mentally and spiritually, I was in a completely different place. So I might as well have not even been there. You know, I was thinking about my ex the entire time, wishing I was there with him, thinking about how I used to go to restaurants on that same street, secretly wishing I would bump into him. Needless to say, I was a hot mess. It went beyond just like missing him which is normal, I was completely sabotaging 
you know, my present situation in a potential relationship because I was stubbornly holding on to the past. Like my ex was consuming all of my thoughts. I was so confused and couldn't even figure out what I was still holding on to. That was then I kind of realized, well, you might have a soul tie to this person, but I want to claim it in the name of Jesus. So next are close relationships. It's so easy to cultivate relationships with people and invest all of your time and energy. This is true for friendships and relationships. When you get in the routine of having somebody in your life, you talk to them every day, you texting them, you, you hanging out with them, you're spending time with them, and they disappear. It's like your body goes through shock. It's like similar to grieving a death. Some relationships and friendships are supposed to be for a lifetime, and you have others that are simply for a season. Either way, they are meant to teach you something. This soul tie can be a little bit more difficult to navigate through because it's the habit of breaking out of habits, the habit of breaking out of routine. It's what we call changed, only thing that's constant. So the next question is, how do we break unhealthy soul ties? The first step with breaking a soul tie is acknowledging that you have one and then doing the work. Whether you call it a soul tie, an unhealthy relationship, or a toxic connection, they're all the same. They're keeping you in a place where you can't flourish or move on. Even crappy relationships, because we've all had one or two or three, those are ordained to broaden our perspectives. They're supposed to teach us something, and they're supposed to give us a lesson to set us up for the next relationship. So if we've been through something bad, we know what good feels like, and we know it when we see it. We have to stop trying to put back together things that God has clearly broken apart. If it, if it ain't broke, don't, don't force it. If it don't fit, don't force it. If you, you know, it's like putting a square peg in a round circle. Like you, you can't do it. Just let things and let the chips fall where they may. So here are a couple ways after concluding talking to all of my good guy friends, all my good girlfriends, you know, talking to them about how they broke their soul ties. These are the six top things that I took away from all of those notes. The first one is pray. We know that prayer changes things. Moves mountains. I mean, prayer makes the difference in our lives. So just pray without ceasing. Next, talk it out. If you got to go see a counselor, go see a counselor. If you got to talk to your pastor, go, go see your pastor. You know, talk to somebody that can help you determine the core of your issues and the, your inability to let go. You know, you want to talk to somebody that can help you sort out your feelings. Next, remember why y'all broke up in the first place. So I asked my, my good friend Tiffany, you know, we were talking about, you know, things that we've been through, things that we're going through, and she brought up a great point. You know, she mentioned or reminded me of an episode from Being Mary Jane. Great show. So in the first season, one of the first episodes, and we all know that Mary Jane, she puts like quotes and stuff all over her mirror, all over the house on sticky notes. And one of the quotes she had was, when someone shows you who you are, who they are, believe them the first time by Maya Angelou. And that particular quote resonated with the both of us. You are overwhelmed with wanting to be with someone and can't seem to like shake that feeling of missing them, wanting to be with them, wanting to see them, you know, craving them. You got to remember why y'all broke up the first time and why you went your separate ways. You obviously are with them for a reason. And it's probably um, some validity why you aren't together now. Next, meditate. Find your center and do daily affirmations. It helps to calm the spirit. Another one, which is something I'm real good at, disappear. Cut folks off. Unfollow them on social media. Block them. Don't lurk. Make sure you read my previous article on lurking. 
block the number, change your number, leave no lines open for communication, disappear into thin air. You know the old saying, people don't know what they have until it's gone. It's a true statement. Either they'll miss you enough when they get to act together to get their life right, or they'll miss you enough and you'll be that one that got away. The last one is to get your mind right. You have the power to do anything that you put your mind to, like moving on. You just have to find the courage to do it. So be strong and go find yourself. Now, we got the bad soul ties out the way. Let's talk about the good ones. You know, there are some healthy soul ties. Those ties are meant to edify and uplift us. God intended for us to have meaningful relationships. And I do believe there can be some soul ties and connections that are designed to help us get to the next level. Those relationships help illuminate our frequencies and help us shine just a little bit better. You know, you know that song, You Make Me Better? There are some people in your life that are going to make you better. They're going to help you reach a level. You just have to be patient and let, and let them find you and be ready when you come. Because if you so caught up in your negative soul ties, caught up with something that you shouldn't be with, you're going to miss out on the blessing that God has for you. Can I get an amen? Amen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you engage in covenants with people, you can never decipher the condition of someone's soul when you get to know them. They look real good. They got good conversation. They take you out to eat. You know, they're spoiling you. They're whining and dining you. They're doing all this stuff. But when it boils down to it, their soul is not a match with yours. You know, y'all are not equally yoked, so y'all probably shouldn't be together. Y'all might look good together on paper. Y'all might look good together in public. But in terms of a lifetime connection you probably should disconnect. We know what we're learning is that spirits are transferable. So make sure that you deal with people that are worth connecting with. And, you know, if you're bound by a relationship, a previous one, a current one, you know, that's that's just got you all shook up and stressed out and toe up. It's going to take a lot of work and it won't be easy, but you just have to do the work to set yourself free. So in the midst of writing this podcast, I feel like I set myself free. You know, I'm a very transparent person, which is one of the things I love about myself. But there's always a message in like the things that we go through, like the mistakes I make or the mistakes I see other people make. I always try to find the message in them. And so I see people go through soul ties. I see people overcome them. I see people still struggling with them, you know. And so this podcast was inspired by that. And so it did something for me. As always, so I hope that it did something for you. I want to thank all of the people that responded to my messages, that engaged in conversation with me, that, you know, were transparent with me, that told me their truths and allowed me to kind of pull from that to create this podcast. I couldn't have done this without you. So I hope that this blessed you. And I just want to thank you all again for listening. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at at Magnificent11. Um, this is also a double hitter, so this will also be on the Single Black Female Project at sbfproject.com. Make sure you follow SBF Project on Instagram at, at sbfproject. I appreciate the love and the motivation and all the great feedback, so I'm going to keep these great podcasts coming. I'm going to keep giving you all more. So I hope you all enjoyed this. Make sure you leave some comments down in the comment box below. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon, and have a good night.